0: Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast sponsored by Zwift, the at-home training game that lets you ride or race with friends around the world. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to train for victory at paris Bay, and has since been used by thousands of cyclists of all levels to reach their goals. Visit Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial.
1: Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast, all the way from one of my favorite parts. Of the world, the Alps. Uh, this is episode number 11 for stage 10. I know it's a bit complicated, but it's stage 10 of the Tour de France. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au/slash cycling central, or schedule a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. Joining me in this lovely part of the world is, of course, Dev McKenzie. How are you, Maka? Isn't the place
2: just stunning? Yes, I love the Alps. I've always loved the Alps. And, um, and the weather's good. It's been good since the beginning. We've been blessed. So I'm, I'm, I won't say I brought the weather from Melbourne or we did because it was terrible when we left. But wow, they've turned it on this year, haven't they? Do you know uh, the French weather on TV was predicting some rain today
1: on this stage? Where is it? I'm okay with this. I just hope it doesn't fall in the next couple of hours while we drive down.
2: We had we had about 10 spots. I think I counted them on the win- on the windshield on the uh, four hour transfer that we did on day one after Paris-Roubaix. And it was one cloud that followed our car and it dropped 10 spots that's it that's all we've had we had nothing today which was fantastic and even good for the riders yeah what we have though what we have had today
1: is an amazing day on on the on the bikes with so much that has happened Uh, and really i think this this stage started to deliver but we want so much more from the alps so let's have a look at what's happened today Uh, a fantastic win by a young frenchman just second year professional, Julian Alaphilippe. We've heard his name a lot for a two years race. Like he's only
2: second second season. He's incredible. That's, you know what? I'll I'll just confess a little bit. I didn't realize it was his second season. I knew he was young, and but I was. You're right because we've heard so much of him already, and I and I saw his Vralta stage win last year. So now he's got two Grand Tour stage wins. He's won two okay from as well. He's incredible. He's he is a dynamite, isn't he? And, uh, no, nah, look, it was good, great to see him win. And, and great to see young riders win, I think. I think it is a it is a changing of the guard uh, on all facets of the sport. Um, the GC maybe is going to take a little while, but, uh, you know, the sprinters and, and the opportunistic riders like like Julian Alaphilippe, there's new ones coming in and, wow, they're dynamite. And from the French point of view, they, they let the French team win this World Cup and now they can start delivering, I hope. Listen, don't start counting your chickens, pal. Don't start counting your chickens. We'll let you walk around and be all, you know, nose in the air. and uh, But not for too long, all right? And, you know, we've lost poor old Richie. You've got to let us mourn for a couple more days. Absolutely. Van Avermaar,
1: still in yellow today. I think this is actually pretty interesting because he's even gained time on guys like Froome on guys like Bardet. He's gained some time. He's, He's getting a serious
2: split now this. yeah it's incredible it's incredible I mean he you know I posed a question to him I said well firstly I said I've got to apologise and he said why and I said because I said you'd lose the yellow and he was like did you say it during the stage or before the start and I said no before the start he said oh that's okay then so we had a giggle and but then I also said to him it's it's old school racing it's going back 20 years and you know the first rider that comes to my mind and I don't know if you remember this old test your knowledge on Tour de France Ronan Pensek he got the yellow jersey in the Tour de France. He wasn't a climber. He was a great rider, Pensek. I love the way he raced because he, he got every little bit out of his body. And he, he got a massive lead and he hung on to it for as long as he could in the Tour de France. He didn't win the Tour. He was never going to. But it was just, just such a great ride. And I just thought of that today with Greg Van Avermaet. If I'm not
1: mistaken, team RMO with Charlie Mottet. That's where he was.
2: No, yeah, you've. Sorry, ah! mate. Yeah, I've got you. I can't believe, it. and that, that's you know, for a Frenchman, you should know better than me. But no, for a kid growing up, for a guy, I should say, growing up as a young kid, watching, he was with Zed. I think it was ah, Zed,
1: Zed, the first, the clothing company. Zed, Zed. His
2: clothing company. Yes. I she's know more about it than you. My God. Yes. <laughs> but he was a legend, wasn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. The joke aside, Van der Van Martin Yellow still tonight.
1: What if he goes it's through the, the Alps? Yellow and can save some of those three minutes? Because, I mean, are, are we are we thinking too, too much on this? Are we dreaming too much that uh, Van Avermaet can still remain on yellow? He's got two more stages in the mountains. Can he survive?
2: He thinks he'll lose yellow tomorrow, but he also said, I'm not going to give it up easy. I'm not going to give it away. So he's going to fight. I don't think he'll... He won't try and go on the attack uh, in this short stage, the 108-kilometre stage that we, we'll talk about shortly, but he'll he'll just try and fight and i mean he he's not he's not the worst climber in the race you know he's not the best so he just sits in that middle pack so if he can just turn himself inside out for one more day it's another day in yellow it'd be pretty awesome yeah for bmc like as we said they had so much run of actually they had a good
1: run except they lost ritchie but all all, all together that's what you mentioned yesterday and i think you were right in this let's not forget that bmc actually had not such a bad run just they lost ritchie at the worst
2: point And they're still leading the biggest bike race in the world, and they've led it now for what seven, eight days or thereabouts. So things are still pretty good. We're obviously disappointed, and we make it a massive story about Richie Port because he was a he was a big favourite to win the tour. But gee, as a team, they're still punching. You know, they're punching above their weight. You can say now.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, From the other contenders, the main contenders for GC, uh, where are we? Froome, Bardet, Nibali, Yates. What happened today? Well,
2: the bots, the bots, the skybots, they got on the front. <laughs> and they it's a little bit of a running gag going along. I'm sure they won't mind if they hear, if they listen to us. You need to know Star Wars as well? Yeah, well, I don't know. I've been, I wasn't a Star Wars fan. Me neither. <laughs> but it's just like bots. It just sounds good. And even on social media, uh, all our listeners will pick it up pretty quickly, I think. Um, but no, they, they took control as if they were in the yellow. So they're very confident. And look... So in a way, that's probably
1: what they are trying. They're quite happy with having Van Avermaet, I guess, in yellow still here, because I mean that's a discussion we can have, but for them, it's actually quite comfortable and they feel confident
2: that pretty much when they want to grab that yellow, they will. Totally, totally. And that was probably the one thing that even I didn't think about. Well, look, Van Avermaet had to go on the attack for it to work, but he did. Smart, smart by Van Avermaet. He knows they don't want to be in yellow yet. And he went on the attack, and they're like, well, we're not chasing. We'll set tempo, though, and keep them at bay. And there was probably... There was a couple of reasonably danger men, nothing too serious, though. You know, when I say danger, six, seven, eight minutes down. So, no, smart riding and smart by Sky. But as for the other GC contenders, look, it was all null and void because of the headwinds up the climb. And that's what thwarted the attack. Stan Martin, he tried one, and it just didn't go fast. Sky just you know set the dial to 355 watts or whatever it is for all you um, science people out there um, and they just rode smart and we can't criticize them for that but we but it does make it a little bit boring you know I want I want an explosive race I want an explosive race we're going to get it in this next stage I'll be I'll be shocked and disappointed if we don't yes I completely agree but there's only three Days in
1: the Alps, only few days in the uh, in the Pyrenees. It's one down, and then yet, like uh, Jan Voigt said uh, earlier on in, in in our program, it's one down, and then Froome is getting closer to the yellow, and if, and, and the overall win because
2: no one attacked him today. Yeah, keep going back to our old mate Yenzi Oh, now. I wish we bloody hadn't got him on. Jeez, he's, he's put these words into your head, and is, <laughs>
1: he's he's so right. He's so clear.
2: Honestly, you can't argue with that. He is right. He is right. No, I'm 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 real. I'm having a joke, but no, he's correct. He's correct. And they start they start at zero. Everyone starts at zero at the tour at the beginning on the stage one, and these other guys, Bardet can't time trial. He's 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 minus zero. And so that's the problem we have. That's the, the problem we have, all of us against Team Sky. <laughs> I'm really showing my cards now, aren't I? Look, we just want an exciting race. That's what we want. And, and as I've said to you, I think we've said on the pod a couple of times, we are, as media people here, we are in the entertainment industry. So we want to give an, an entertainment package to the fans. And we're giving it, and the riders are giving it, but we want more, don't we? All the time we want more. So I hope it explodes. And look, there's no, there's no uh, definite. It's getting closer to Chris Froome. It's getting, you know, who it's getting closer to before Chris Froome? His teammate Geraint Thomas. He's super close to yellow, and he can time trial and he can climb. The dynamic is going to be interesting if Geraint Thomas is hanging tough. And let's just let's just think about the scenario when Chris Froome was riding away from Bradley Wiggins and was told to wait right what if Garrett Thomas gets yellow and Chris Froome is riding away from Garrett Thomas Garrett Thomas is, he's done his time he's paid his dues he's been a loyal teammate let's let's ponder that for a second and the team director said that uh, he was also protected he's a protected rider that's right now but, but maybe not as protected as Chris Froome I mean I just I, and I just wonder no, 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 no. You've got to to think about it as a business when you run a team. You've got to take the emotion out of it. And so then I'll pose this one. Does Brailsford, does he have a soft spot for Garrett Thomas? Garrett Thomas is a likeable guy. I mean, I've interviewed him a number of times and chatted to him off camera. He's a really nice guy. He's a lovely guy. and And he gives a lot of time doing interviews. Chris Froome is a lovely guy, by the way. He's a gentleman, and I've always said that. So we can just watch this space and watch it unfold and maybe there'll be a battle between the bots. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, we have to talk
1: about uh, something else, La Course was on today uh, and what an amazing finish. Before we start uh, dissecting all this, let's have a listen to an interview I've done with uh, Amanda Spratt. Uh, And now in the Cycling Central podcast, we've got uh, almost cycling royalty, Amanda Spratt. Thank you for popping in. Yeah, thank you. What a day on the bike you had today.
3: Yeah, incredible. Yeah. What can I say, Annemiek was just amazing in the final there. Um, I had my radio in, I was in the group behind, but I could I could hear the excitement in the car and all of a sudden she won and I've seen the replay and just incredible.
1: We were talking to, with uh, Jonil uh, Crooks yesterday, uh, she was saying you know, she was back on the bike And then, but the, all the atmosphere in the team is great and then all is for Anamique. You achieved the result today.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and we, we just came off the Giro, she just won the Giro, um, I was third there, so we knew both of us are in, in great form. A little bit of an unknown, uh, you know, in only had one day yesterday, a bit lot of travel, but um, she was focused. And when she's focused and when she wants something, you could just see that she was ready to really just suffer and suffer and suffer. And um, yeah, she showed she's the world's best today.
1: How good is the public on the road as well? Because there's been lots and lots of people around. That must be great to see so many people turning up for, for your race as well.
3: Yeah, exactly. And we I think we started four, four hours before the men, so you're never sure about the crowds, but we had so much support out there. I heard a lot of Australians too, which is actually really special and a lot of them knew who I was, so that's a bit exciting and something I'm not always used to over in Europe.
1: And last question, uh, what's from what's next from now? Because uh, you guys do very well at the Giro, you do extremely well here. Yourself personally, did do very well in both races as well. What's the, the next of the, the rest of the year?
3: Um, honestly, right now, I'm just gonna celebrate a little i think and just enjoy what i've achieved uh, at the Giro, especially and today uh and then basically build up for the world championships after this so i am doing a race in london in a week and a half to support our sprinters and then everything will be geared up towards the world championships and and going going well there
1: thank you so it's awesome to have you on sbs either on tv radio or in the podcast thank you Amanda.
3: no worries thank you
1: so that was amanda spratt She's a, such a legend. In a legendary team, they are winning pretty much everything. And Annemiek van Vluten has won again in La Course and so decisively. What a finish it was.
2: That was a brilliant finish. It was, it was, it was funny because I, you know, we, we're all pushing for more women's cycling on TV and, 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 and to promote it as much as possible. And then what we want from that, we need the women to step up and give us great racing. Jesus. Did they step up in spades today? I mean that was phenomenal. And you know Anna Vanderbreggen attacking, dropping Van Veluuten up the last climb. Van Veluuten looked like, looking like she was labouring up the climb. She didn't give in. She dug the heels in. She chased Vanderbreggen the whole way down the descent. Couldn't catch her. Chased her up to the finish and catches her. 20 metres from the line like it was phenomenal it was just brilliant and yeah I second what you say Amanda Spratt she is a, I've said it already she's a trooper um, and yeah and she's just an experienced rider now and for someone like Spratty to be on a winning team and be enjoying success herself I think is fantastic yeah
1: and then for everything I think this year was probably the best uh, edition of La Course it's been on for 3-4 years uh, and I think this year by far it's good they do this in mountains and not on the Champs-Elysees, to be honest, perfectly.
2: Yes, it's, look, I agree with you. But you know what? I want both. I want both and they deserve both.
1: They should do both. They should do one stage here and one stage on the Champs-Elysees. Why not?
2: Look, I, I have sometimes I, I put the hat on as an operations person. I didn't really work in operations, but my wife did in cycling for many years. And... And so I, I learnt a lot about it, and I understand the logistics and ops of putting a bike race on. It's a lot easier said than done. I know the overlay is in for the men's race. But then I, on the other side, I say, come on, surely, surely they could do the last six stages of the men's Tour de France. So the last six, that way you're going to get an individual time trial. They could put a prologue in at the very beginning on the last three kilometres of the men's road race to start the women's Tour off. You're going to get a mountain stage in that last six stages. We know that the Pyrenees or the Alps. So you're going to have two, you know, big big days for the women. You'll have maybe a couple of uh, flat stages, and then you've got the Champs Elysees. So I just, I just think it's time. ASO have got to look. They're, they're not, they're not a charity either. ASO, they're a business. So they need to make money, and they can't be throwing money uh, at women's cycling if they're not making money. That is the reality. I know it might sound a harsh reality, but it's the truth and they want return on investment so i appreciate that so i think everyone all the stakeholders have to work together to try and get a six stage or whatever a five or three but just build it now you know they've gone back to one day last year was two days let's let's go forward with it and the gyro done really well in the 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 women's gyro Yes, that, that, that got plenty of attention, and look, it was on a, I think we can mention it, it was on GCN, a, a YouTube website, cycling website, and, and they do some really good stuff, and I think they showed a highlights package, um, you know, throughout that, so that was great, and you know, little bit by little bit, and I think, look, it's up to us, you and me, and people in the media as well, and I look, I, I'll be honest, I tr- I make an effort to remind myself because I don't work in women's cycling much I love working in it but I don't much and when you're on a race like the Tour de France and you know what it's like we, f- we forget that there's women's races on going on at the same time because you're so engrossed in this event and just trying to get your work done for the day but most days I try and pick up at least social media and find out the results and then retweet them or you know give them a plug or we've just got to keep pushing it keep pushing it out there I think it's important Absolutely. I think you want to take me somewhere I don't know, or I've never been. I do. Follow me. This will be interesting. We're in the media compound, but we are in what is normally an exclusion zone. Now, I'm taking you on a little treat today because this is a new innovation in professional cycling and especially at the Tour de France. It is the bike scanning room, I guess. I feel privileged to be here. Well, people talk about it a lot. So let's meet the man, the UCI equipment manager, Jean-Christophe Pedot. Jean-Christophe, nice to meet you. Tell us, tell us about this bike scanning machine because it probably wasn't around when you were racing and it's only been in the last few years that it's impl- been implemented into professional cycling. So it's the first
4: year we use this. We developed it uh, during the winter. So the first use was on, in Belgium and uh, the idea is to prove the winner wasn't using a mo- using a motor, and uh, if the winner wasn't using a motor, we can expect all the bunch was without motor. How quickly d- does it take for you to scan the bikes? For a bike, it's about two minutes. Uh, how new is this technology? Is it uh, is it only used in cycling? Uh, it's used everywhere. <laughs> when you uh, when you broke your collarbone, you use this machine. So it's exactly the same. The idea is to watch inside the back the bike three and check uh, if there is or isn't. Any motor inside,
2: and, and when you actually look at the the vision, if if you how do you know there's a motor? Is it a different color? Is it red? Is no, it green?
4: No, 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 no. It's not a different color. It's uh, gray. But you you can check uh, the shape inside, and uh, if you find a screw or things like it on the crankset or yeah that's a way to think it's there is a motor
2: H- have there ain't been any cases yet where there has been a motor found in any of the bikes
4: so we found a motor but it was in uh, cyclocross during the winter and it wasn't with this machine it was uh, with uh, magnetic tablets so that's the only motor we found and uh, so
1: wh- what was the reception of uh, all the riders on the professional peloton how, how do how are they taking
4: these steps uh, they like it because uh, we speak about their performance, and they say, "Yeah, they are all cheating. They all have a motor." No, they don't have any motor, and we try to prove they are doing bicycle with their legs and not with a motor. So, they they like it. They want to prove they are doing sport and they are not cheater. So, yeah, I think it's good for them. It's good for sport and. Uh, whatever it's also important to check and uh, ensure there isn't any motor inside the bunch the idea is there isn't any but uh, we don't want any motor also
1: you used to use a tablet as well to scan the bikes is that yeah. still in
4: uh, in use and what's the difference so uh, we still have the tablet it's about uh, magnetism so we will check uh, motor with magnetism here we check motors with um, ice Ice, yeah Yeah. so it's not the same way to check Uh, with magnetism we can do much more bicycle with this uh, tool we will check only eight bicycle at the end of the race maybe we could do more but eight is enough because the idea is to check the winner first of all and in terms of the technology
1: is that just the beginning of the technology are you guys
4: working on uh, new things new technology We are working on uh, steel magnetism, but the idea is to develop tracker we would put on each bicycle to check all the bike at all the moment during the race and ensure there isn't any motor to everybody.
2: Jean-Christophe, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your Tour de France. Thank you. Bye.
0: If riding indoors sounds dull, there's something really exciting happening with Zwift they've turned indoor training into a seriously fun experience. Log on and you'll find endless kilometres of road to ride. It's easy too. Use your computer or tablet and you can charge through jungles, ride through a volcano and go for the jersey as you climb epic mountains. They recently released Alpe d'Huez, Zwift, a 1,000 metre plus climb inspired by the iconic Alpe d'Huez, the end of stage 12. If you want to ride the route the pros do all from your home, Go on Zwift. Level up your training with a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com.
1: Welcome back to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Now, Maka, let's look at uh, what's coming up tonight. Uh, We have a stage that goes from Albertville uh, to La Rosière, uh, and it's 108.5
2: kilometers to be perfectly precise. Mountain stage, we love them. We love them, and we love short mountain stages because I think they're the most exciting. There's two really short stages. This is the first of the two short ones, but it's not the shortest, believe it or not. At 108.5, it still comes in as the second shortest. Three major mountains, oars category, oars category, category two then immediately after the oars category, so not much descending, and then finishing on a category one. So it's a big day, and and think one hundred and eight kilometres, all that in one hundred and eight. Absolutely, and it, uh, it's one of our first proper mountain top finish because
1: yesterday, as we just explained, wasn't a proper mountain top finish because we had this long, uh, this long descent toward, towards towards uh, Le Grand Bornon, uh, But this time, it's
2: up a category one. Yes, and there's only three mountaintop finishes in this year's race. Some of the fans, some of the critics have criticised it, saying oh, it needs to be harder. So. So it's a crucial day. It's a big day, and for any of the riders who want to finish on the podium and have got climbing legs, this is their chance. Nado Quintana, he has to attack once again. Vincenzo Nibali, Roman Bardet, they're the type of riders you know that really have to launch an attack on the on the Sky train. People want this tour to actually be harder. Do they remember a few days ago in Roubaix how hard was this? Are people sadistic? they are they are the fans and us included <laughs> until our, until our Paul richie crashes out that's when we go oh, damn it but um no look i think this is great this is fantastic and these are the sorts of stages we need more of in the tour de france as in the distance um make them super hard but short so we're getting maximum sort of um air time, if you like and we're in the entertainment industry that's what the sport of cycling is and the tour de france the whole package they do is a great way of showcasing firstly the country and then the race and then it's our job as media outlets to to showcase it from our point of view and so for 108 kilometers it, I, th- I think it's easy because there'll be so much that will happen is that long enough though to have proper breaks that happen
1: proper gaps in the timing for guys like you just mentioned barde quintana nibali for these guys to actually slot a lot of time into uh, into frum
2: yeah i think so i mean it is if, if they're not long enough uh, that 65 kilometer stage isn't going to be long enough either for later on in the race only 65 kilometers no they are definitely and there's guys that start slow and they've got to be careful when when i say slow they, they just take a bit to get going I, you know i used to hate going out of the blocks in a bike race i needed 50 odd k's to get my legs going and be able to go with the moves and stuff like that so it, it's going to be tricky even with all the warm-ups that the, the riders do before, they, we know they're not just
1: jumping out of bed, breakfast and then ride, they are warming up a lot before. Is that true even
2: with that amount of warm-up? Uh, sometimes, yeah, and, and you make a good point because it's it's quite, I won't say, well, I'll say funny, but I find it funny in a sense. They're doing the right thing, by the way, warming up literally on wind trainers before the start of road stages. I used to do this, I was taught this, and we all were as juniors, so this is what you did, warmed up, warmed down. And then there was a period where no one in the pro peloton was doing it. Through my career, no pros were doing it. You'd finish, you'd jump straight on your team bus or in your team car and be whisked away to the hotel. And because the, the teams back then were like, the more time you can spend at the hotel, that's more recovery. Whereas now they're smart and it's science have brought it back. And it was actually Bradley Wiggins who started it when he won the tour. He'd be on the wind trainer at the back of the mix zone, at the back of the podium. And so... You're right. It, 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 riders are more ready to go than ever because they have to be. I like when you say I'm right. It's not often. I know. Did I just... No, <laughs> let's <laughs> rewind. Hang on. I didn't, I'm not sure if I said that. Did I? I'm going to leave this on the cut. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I did. Of course you're right. Uh, so, altogether, together, uh, some very entertaining cycling tonight. Yes, yes. It's going to be fantastic. This is one you sit up for. It's going to be an absolute ripper. And you know we're in the alps and we're well and truly into them now even though we're, we're only a day into them you know there's three sort of big days i guess in the alps and uh no they're all good and, and you know for me I, I love both i love the pyrenees but something about the alps that i think uh, lures me more to here and i always can't wait to get here i think it's the scenery is just breathtaking hundred percent agreed hundred percent agreed the
1: alps are better than the pyrenees i think
2: yeah, I know why you're saying that. Because you caught up with your best buddy. And by the way, I thought I was your best buddy. You caught up with your best buddy. You've got like three or four best buddies. But I'm not sure if you know, in Australia, we have one best buddy. So you catch up with him in Honesty. And the picture you send us when you didn't join us was uh, for dinner was in Lake Sea. <laughs> Enough. half naked giving a thumbs up like sorry i had a better offer absolutely and i'm not even ashamed of it i'm not <laughs> even ashamed of it yeah <laughs> you shouldn't be. i wish i joined you <laughs> thanks Maka. so
1: definitely advice for tonight do your purchasing for your tour snacks early and stay up
2: because it's going to be some awesome 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 cycling and just so you are ready get on your Zwift have a good warm-up get ready for the start because otherwise you might miss the break as well
1: absolutely thanks Maka and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, find you uh, again Uh, you find your way to our podcast tomorrow again I will. I'll be looking for you. Don't worry. I'll find you. You don't have to find me. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, this is it for uh, the Zwift Cycling Central podcast uh, for today. Uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download the stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. And like Micah just said, you can also uh, schedule a ride and uh, have a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. There are rides throughout the day until tomorrow, uh, all the way from the Alps, from us. It's bye for now.
0: If you're like most cycling fans, you're watching the Tour action at home. Here's another way to get your cycling fix: ride on Zwift. Used by cyclists at all levels, from newcomers to the pro peloton, Zwift goes beyond indoor training. It's a beautiful virtual world of jungles, countryside, and Alp To Zwift, inspired by the stage 12 Alpe d'Huez. You'll also find loads of group rides and group workouts to join every day. The one you don't want to miss is the SBS Podcast Ride, where you can listen while you pedal. Learn more at Zwift.com or find the SBS Podcast Ride on the Zwift event schedule. During the tour, we'll be hosting rides every day. See you on Zwift.